Ref, we wanted to come here under better circumstances because we were going to have such a fun, jovial John Jones discussion about the fact that he might finally live out a very strong fantasy of me getting to see Tito Ortiz slapped around like a video game. Sadly, we have to cover multiple topics related to John Jones. ESPN's got mid-year fight awards. There were actual fights, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves it's fighting easier from outside the cage, but more exhausting. Do we... Which Well, how are you before I get my confused John Jones question out? Uh, uh, I don't. Hey, man, I'm good. Are you okay? No, because you know how much I dislike Tito Ortiz. I know. We were so ready to just come here and shit on him and and just say, yay, let's get him. But now when someone doesn't assault somebody this week, you think to yourself, or I guess in April, and we're just finding out about it now, which fuck us. But if you think about it, we were so excited to be like, "Ooh, the big news of the week is Tita. No, not again, John. God damn it. No. And Kev, what are your feelings about strip clubs when you're trying to rehabilitate yourself? Like, more power to them. Love strip clubs, so it's not against that. It's just, you know... Mm, maybe, maybe don't cause a ruckus at the strip club. Like, I feel like that should be church for someone who's trying to rehab their life, you know? And strip clubs are very similar to arrested development prison. No touching. (laughs) No touching. It is very clear about what's allowed versus what's not. Mm-hmm. John Jones fought on. We're going to skate right past the horseshit yeah. headline that Tito Ortiz was like, if I had the proper fight camp, I could beat John Jones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't get uh, us wrong. We had 10 minutes of material just on that. Just what that camp entailed. We were like, <laughs> what <laughs> is. Is Lance Armstrong the curator? Like who? <laughs> every day they have that guy from Eucharist as the guest of honor as a speaker at night. Or are you just in fantasy fucking camp? My God, it's amazing. No. Skating right past it. No. Because John Jones, who fought on July 6th, and if you can cue the serial music, this is now the ninth installment, and we really have enough for our side spinoff. The John Jones, the many crimes of John Jones podcast that Raph and I are going to start working on this spring. Uh, spring's not next. Fall. Hold there on. Is... Time out, though. Can we think about that for a second? Because that sounds like, first of all, you named it beautifully. It sounds like the opposite version of a Harry Potter book. <laughs> and I really like the idea of making franchise potential there, of uh, really fictionizing those things for, for helping the youth to understand repercussions to things, Kevin. Could we get in touch with his lawyer? I would love to hear from him because to your point, he's fighting three months from this time in April. So that's not a ton of time. May, June, July, you're already entering the early stages of your fight camp. He undoubtedly was there for a press tour of some kind. Mm -hmm. He's never been able to stop despite his many. And this is why I love every time John Jones fails because he immediately pulls out the religion card. He immediately Mm. is like, I'm a man of God. I'm a flawed man, but I believe Jesus Christ is my savior. And it's like, why are you talking about Jesus Christ right now? Someone asked you why you rear-ended someone and ran away from the scene and then left cocaine and cash behind. Like, Mm. Because Jesus loves me. And, you know, the Bible says an eye for an eye, and I was just trying to work as hard as I play. And it's like, what the fuck is he talking about? Because this is the bullshit he's doing while he's supposed to be doing all that. Now, I will say, it's not his many crimes of usually being behind the wheel that we know of yet. This is a full-on assault of someone inside a Vegas strip club. And I would argue has to be kind of bad for someone to complain about it that works at a Vegas strip club. This, to me, feels extra grabby and Rudy apparently slapped this person, grabbed them, was kissing them. Well, okay. very on brand for the John Jones experience. Let's make sure that we're, I guess, accurate on this because I believe it was in New Mexico. I don't want to get letters trying to 
say that we didn't do our research as if we were the bad people who allegedly may have manhandled. Oh, I thought I read uh, Vegas, uh, but let me go. Now, I'm looking at, at it just to kind of gloss over the facts again, just to double check. And here's Help. the fun part about this. I like this, that John Jones said, I'm definitely not in any trouble, my friend. Don't be so quick to believe everything you read on the internet, which, God bless him, is the motto I know that he lives by. And, you know, Kevin, this could be something that was played up or fictionalized or something that is maybe slanderous. Uh, I, uh, we don't know 100% of the details. However, proceed with caution uh, whenever stating things as fact. What doesn't look good is maybe a history of not so great reactions at multiple times, which begs the question, how many times can you be that unlucky to be in bad situations when you are trying to make a difference in your life or you just kind of say like, nah, I'm that guy, dude, I really am that sleazebag and deal with it and I think it's very interesting that the part of the media strategy that John Jones seems to imply that makes us always go, stop talking, is when he then gets into interactions with fans and it makes you wonder, who's helping him? Who are his people who say, John, you know, it's a good idea. Get on your phone and really take some fans to task. That seems like a very bad plan because I'll tell you my thought process that happened this morning. This is how I reported this, Kevin. I woke up, saw MMA Fighting's article, skimmed through it, took his quotation, put it in our little part that you can put on Facebook with that is a little description of it, and then immediately proceeded to go back to sleep. Because I said, John Jones got in trouble again? Okay, copy-paste, that's what he said. Good night. <laughs> Didn't even phase me that much. I've now come to a point where I can sleep through them. Steroids. The car accidents. <laughs> the DUIs. The wrecked cars with people in them. That that wasn't even stuff he got in a ton of trouble for. Because we, yeah. we were still in his he's just young fun phase of his crimes. Yeah. They've certainly taken a, a separate turn. They're always a little scary. Including the multitude of very serious drug-induced car accidents and general aura with with the women folks so it'll be an interesting world where we find out what's next in the john jones defense era but they're already calling it false he was apparently there was a an arrest warrant that got rescinded because mm -hmm. he had to pay the fine but it's like do they this my initial thought was just like they don't have him on because you're right i'm sorry it is new mexico it's like they don't have him on speed dial they don't <laughs> they don't just know him they can't text him like hey we got another one for you i'm that shocked me i assume they have his information given well, his many many diversion and probations i'm sure i just i feel like there should be and maybe they don't have the money for this or they haven't voted on it. But maybe the jurisdiction of Albuquerque can align some funds for police officers that just trail him consistently. And just literally form a perimeter around his home and go, where are you going? What are you up to tonight, Johnny? Going to a strip club? No big deal. We're just, you know, I feel like going to a strip club too. You do your thing, man. Enjoy yourself. Because here's the description we have. Jones, 32 allegedly slapped an on-duty cocktail waitress at TD's Eubank show club and also pulled her onto his lap and kissed her neck. The details arose from a call the waitress made to the Albuquerque police from her home. The alleged victim also claims that Jones picked her up off the ground with a chokehold that he touched her despite her telling him to stop. Okay. So, teachable moment. If this happened or didn't happen, again... Very difficult to ascertain. But teachable moment, don't do that. There you go, kids. There's your PSA for today. No Leave touching. the strippers and the cocktail waitresses at home. And again, the espoused beauty of Arrested Development in reminding us. There's no touching at the strip club. I interpolated that one. So yeah, I'm not one. exactly sure we should be we should be letting John Jones go to strip clubs anymore. I just, like, I let's just put him in low-risk situations. <laughs> just, Bring the strip you know, club to – I don't know. 
you don't hear about these sort of articles coming out when John Jones went to the library. You know, always like, it's like John Jones cruises Amazon and assaults someone. He always just, pops up just when he's gotten out of trouble and it he can't help it. Serial criminal know, in a lot of ways like has to do some some stuff that affects other people. Cuz I, you know, New Mexico, can't imagine what those clubs are like, but those no. are rough nights. We need to move on to more jovial MMA topics. Again, tune in for the many crimes of John Jones. This <laughs> so good. MMA has given out some half-year awards. Mm-hmm. And all of them say fighter of the half-year, which is like turtle in the half-show. Israel Adesanya, that's the fight of the half-year versus Kelvin Gastelum. The female fighter of the year, Amanda Nunez, which felt like a pretty easy choice. The male fighter of the half year, Henry Cejudo. And that felt like a short joke. They were like, well, he's certainly half a fighter. Best finish of the half year, Jorge Masvidal. And Jorge Masvidal is going to win best, biggest surprise as well, which is a funny, like, okay. Uh, biggest disappointment of the year goes to TJ Dillashaw. So John Jones skates past any oh, wow. recurring. <laughs> Did they edit this post note? They usually the one fight that John Jones is glad he lost. Whoo! Thank God I didn't do steroids this quarter. Can you want to know who the runner-up went to? Mm. Tony Ferguson not getting title shot. So does he get the award for most for biggest disappointment of the year? Is that his fault? I guess. I don't know, man. We were like, how do we blame TJ Dillashaw for this? I don't know. I do like honorable mention, Ty, Greg Hardy's promotional push, which if you've not heard us, we'll do season two of The Many Crimes of Greg Hardy after it's we coming. do The Many Crimes of John Jones. Those two are on a collision course for each other. That bout could happen anywhere. The Max facility in Southern Colorado, anywhere. <laughs> And those are all of the half a year awards, Raph. Wait, wait. Best out of cage moment of the half year. Jorge Masvidal's three piece with the soda. Oh, I agree with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it was about outside the cage violence, but best out of cage moment. I think, like, this is a slap in the face of our awards that we hand out because they're trying to provoke us to give out awards. And. Kevin and I are resisting the urge to do it because we're just lazy. And I feel like they're challenging our laziness. And to that, Kevin and I say, "Mm, nah. No. But if we were going to give out an award, which we're not, absolutely not right now, we'd say most consistent, John Jones. Or the half-ass, half-year awards. ESPN. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know what the the dumbest part about giving out half-year awards, aside from the fact that it sounds like something out of The Hobbit, where it's just like, oh, are we having, what's after lunch, lunch? What's after dinner, dinner? Like, what the fuck? Just why are we doing this? It sounds like it's turning into a quarterly report that you read from your business that goes, well, uh, for this summer quarter, we're very proud to announce that Henry Cejudo is up, is all very high, very good. Job to you, recognition here. You get a ham. Can I also tell you my problem with this uh, mm. half year awards? It's mm. only half the MMA fighters. Mm-hmm. There is zero Bellator mentions, and you're gonna tell me Gary Tonin doesn't get like a best half female fighter up and comer like there's a ton of opportunity and <laughs> where's Lovato's shout out for a fighter of the half year I mean there's there's some things I'm just I'm saying don't Feels you believe self promotional that Gary Tonin is sitting down and definitely saying like uh it'd be really nice if you guys would not consider me by my gender thank you uh, it would be great if I was just recognized for being a fighter, not male or female, despite how I was born. Everybody I don't like, identify with that. It was like, where, where's Gary going? I was responding to a podcast. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Gary got very inspired, but yet didn't really have a good finishing line on that one. We, I just know this. Yes, oh, Kevin, go, go, go ahead. You, go ahead. I was going to move oh, on. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. I just, I know when I read that, ESPN did the half year awards and I send you this note and I go, 
what are we supposed to do with this? And you felt vaguely inspired. And I said, that's good. And I said, well, we'll talk about it. But then I love that John Jones has to fucking even usurp that. Like, John Jones takes away joy. And I feel like sometimes we just want to get on and shit on Tito Ortiz. And you know how much it takes for us to pull back that curtain and say, How do I like Tito Ortiz more after after this (laughs) week? How is it possible? And but like, I am now rooting for him. And if you think about it in the long run, maybe Tito Ortiz is saying because he's going, you know, the odds are pretty good if we did have a fight, I could actually make it to the fight without being arrested. So technically I would win the fight. <laughs> you probably start a lock him up chant that I'll be a part of. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good place to transition. So why don't we go meet and talk with our guest, Senor Rich Leroy. All right, it's another over under Kevin week, which means we need to put Kevin to the test. Is barely. that not the way that we? It's barely an over under. This card, this <laughs> no. is no, ESPN. Kevin. I feel no. like this is what happened to Famous Dave's, the barbecue place. <laughs> no. four, four, 15, 16 years ago, quality stuff. Maybe 10 oh years God. ago. Now you go, it is unrecognizable garbage <laughs> filled with salt and Comes way out of the too much. It comes out of a microwave. That's what the UFC is starting to do with these ESPN fight cards. These pay-per-views have lost uh, some luster. Hold on, Kev. You have angered our guest already to speak up because he's like, (laughs) hold on a second. When I hear the besmirched name of Famous Dave's, I need to chime in here, friend. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about our guest. Well, uh, no, okay, L- let, me, let me introduce you before people are confused as to who this omniscient narrator is right now. Scott, Ladies and gentlemen. We found God. We found we God. On the we podcast. Said, We're excited. This... <laughs> He's got a lot to tell us about John Jones. <laughs> um, here's what I can tell you about our guest today. Our guest today, I've talked about him on the show multiple times. You've seen me interview him in person a couple times. But this is the gentleman who was in the best live fight I have ever seen in my entire life. He is a savage inside the cage. He's a gentleman of a human being. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. <laughs> let, me, let me finish, okay? Let me say, I'm so happy that our guest is joining us today, and that is Mr. Rich Leroy. Rich, how are you doing, sir? I am fantastic. What about you guys? Kev, I'm okay. How are you? Uh, scale of one to 10, I'm at an eight. I always okay. get nervous when you bring fighters on. That's never good for me. Cause it normally <laughs> means I've lost the physical edge, but mm-hmm. it does give me an advantage in the, he's probably dehydrated category. So I feel good about that. Well, I might be, uh, after how much I might we need dra- some Pedialyte before we start <laughs> after how much he and I drank yesterday, it's entirely possible. He might be slightly <laughs> dehydrated. Um, but Rich and I, we were meaning to get drinks, and yesterday we were able to do so out here in local North Hollywood. And, you know, we almost did this show, The Over Under Kevin, with both me and him drinking. Uh, maybe for the better of society, we decided not to do that. But uh, I'll tell you, you guys really missed out on some beautiful beers. Now, Rich, for the people who don't know yes. you, can you tell them what your beer drinking credentials are? Because you picked out quite a nice flight. Well, uh, you know, I'm 29. I've been drinking since I was like 11, so got a lot of years under my belt. Okay. Vast experience bringing the resume to the table here. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So, Kevin, let me ask you this. You've heard me talk about this fight before, which I've famously multiple times said, hey, this is a really good fight between Rich Leroy and Jalen Turner, who is now in the UFC. Uh what questions do you have for Rich before I kind of give you a little bit more of insight behind him? What's your story? Give us why you fight. What causes you to get in? Because I have seen this fight he's talking about, um, and it's violence. So I'm always curious. <laughs> We're talking to a 29-year-old fighter. Why do you do this? Uh, well, I mean, 
it's kind of a long story, but I guess the short version is that, you know, I kind of went through a lot growing up and got myself in a little bit of trouble and martial arts is kind of what pulled me out of that and just having a drive to fight and, and become better and, you know, improve myself from the inside out basically is, is how I feel about what happens when I'm training and fighting and competing against people that are also training at a really high level. And this so I is, just, uh, this is the way you wanted to do it. You wanted to do MMA. Did it come from like a specific style of fighting or it was just, Nope, I want to fight. Um, I, yeah, the first, I just started in MMA. I didn't start in, in boxing or Muay Thai or anything like that. Um, I do train at a Muay Thai school, but I started as more of a grappler. So a lot of my beginning fights, I didn't even have any striking. I was just kind of like eat some shots and grab a hold of the guy and take him down and try to do my thing. And you should know, Kev, he just got his black belt uh, recently. I want to say within the past month or so. It was in May, I think. Yeah. So it was like maybe two months ago. It all blends together. Not to call complete bullshit, but didn't you win your first fight <laughs> via punches? Um. Well, yeah. I've, well, well, yeah. Rap. I'm looking at his record. Amateur. It's like yeah. <laughs> TKOs. It's first, like, what well, are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have a lot of. I do have a lot of uh, wins via striking in my pro record, but in my amateur fights, uh, the first maybe five, six fights, I had like zero striking. Sure Dog doesn't go that far back. Damn it, Sure Dog. This is where I need need the B track. We need the early years. It's very funny, Kevin, because, like, I know he's saying that he was just a grappler back then, but if you ever seen this guy punch face, you would probably go, yeah, I call bullshit on your grappling because just of the caliber and the... Well, output, I guess I would say, too, there, Rich. But I'm sorry, what were you saying? I, I always had the punches, but just not a lot of technique. So I, I did have uh, I did have some KO wins as an amateur also. But, I mean, it honestly wasn't anything pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, it got the job done. So here's the interesting thing that you should know about him as well, Kev. I mean, uh, Rich is one of those guys who... He gets out there. He puts on a good show. Um, but maybe just to make you a little more scared, he basically has merchandise, a.k.a. a T-shirt, with his face with blood splattered on it that's not too dissimilar from American sure. Psycho. Like, that's kind of <laughs> his brand. So I think yeah, you should know that ahead of time, Kev. Well, he only finishes people two ways. TKOs, mm-hmm. KOs, and submissions. <laughs> so... I feel pretty good. Not once on here did he beat them at UFC picks, Raph. Yeah. You know, it's it's so funny because yesterday while drinking, I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, you have to beat my co-host at picking UFC picks, but cheers. Let's put good this luck. 15% abc or down the gullet. <laughs> so, Rich, what else can you tell us? Like, what is, you know, we Kevin asked kind of the, the basic question of what got you in MMA and fighting and all that sort of thing. What did it feel like to get your black belt just a couple months ago, though? Um, it's, it's really cool. I mean, I feel like every belt that I got, like, you know, when I got my blue belt, I was stoked. And then when I got my purple belt, I was stoked. And then when I got my brown belt, I was like, damn, am I really, am I really a brown belt? And then when I got my black belt, that's kind of how I felt. I was like, damn, really a black belt? But I guess when it comes down to it, I can I can hold my own on the mat. So um, it was kind of honestly more of like a wake-up call. Like, okay, you made it this far, and now you have a black belt. So now I kind of want to – I honestly just want to get better. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you this, Kev. You never ever – I'm sorry. I don't mean to put PTSD already. I'm just giving <laughs> – Okay. A little bit of move preview. to the next question. <laughs> uh, you'll find out what that bell is all about in a second, Rich. Um, I do want to say though, if you've ever been underneath uh, Rich's pressure just when rolling, it's not fun. And so you, you know, I fortunately don't have to strike with him ever, and I never will. But uh, <laughs> you I sure? just you sure you don't want it? Mm-hmm, no, I'm good. 
I'm, I'm good. Because Richie's into uh, a tongue, you know, and put some headgear on, some shin guards. Why would you do that? That's just cruel. Like, even as it oh, is, so fun. I feel like I'm one of those at-risk youths that you bring in for <laughs> grappling sessions that you're like, all right, kid, I'm going to turn your life around. Shut up. Uh, you know, that, that scares me. This is going to be fun, I swear. Yeah, no shit. And I'm always like, ugh, this pressure's <laughs> terrible. And, like, Kev, I've tried to sweep him multiple times, and it just is like trying to move a tree stump, and you go, ugh, ugh my legs are just tired just trying. Uh, so anyway, I think these are important things to note. Now, what I do want you to do before we start to move on here, Rich, though, is you will have to talk mm-hmm. trash to Kevin and it is important that you get an opportunity to ask him some information that may provide some good trash talking ability for you as we transition into the game. So what questions do you have for Kevin that would help you get to better know him? Uh, what do you do other than the podcast? Is this your main Weird. main job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, it's all of our main jobs. I also work in video engineering by day. I've taught okay. some public speaking at some community college levels. Um, okay. What else? Instagram model. That part's aspiring. I haven't signed anything or gotten paid for it yet, but I can feel it. I can feel it's coming. <laughs> Kevin's like the person who puts down aspiring Instagram model, and they go, wait, you haven't even started yet? No, but I could, and I could be real good. What have you booked? What have do you some, got? I have some photos, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and make the transition into this game. Why don't we go and play a game of Over Under Kevin? Now it's time for the thrilling installment of Over Under Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another installment of Over Under Kevin. This is your host, Rafa Sparza, and here are the rules. It's very simple. Both gentlemen are given 15 seconds per pick on this upcoming UFC 240 card. When they have that 15 seconds, they're going to say who they think is going to win. And although we technically reward those who get the most picks correct, we really, in our hearts, love those who actually talk the best amounts of trash in between the sessions. Gentlemen, do you both understand the rules? Kevin, do you understand the rules? I do. Is that the sound of Rich fleeing the police? Because I've heard this sound before. I used to watch a lot of cops. <laughs> no, I swear it's not. But I don't hear anyone shouting now, so I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, Rich, do you understand the rules, sir? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, so again, we're going to go out of order on the card. Uh, we're going to say a few things before we get going. I just always like to remind people that, yes, this is a professional fighter talking with Kevin. So it might get ugly. It might get nerve wracking for some of you who are like, wait, somebody got brought in who actually knows about the fighters and analysis. Or it might not. That's really your risk and reward for coming onto the show and listening to it. All right, Kevin, are you ready? I'm extremely ready, I think. I mean, do you care about this card? Because you've already said at the beginning you did not care about this card, which is not the best way to start the podcast. I, I'm saying this card is, in its the world, kind uh-huh. of dog shit compared to certain other cards that have existed. <laughs> okay. Well, that uh, should keep It's a bit underwhelming. It's a bit <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> but see, hey, Rich. It could, it probably won't. Rich, this is why we bring you on, though. We need you to help make this entertaining. And I said, who better than a person who was in the most exciting fight I've ever seen to try and make a card that's, you know, okay on paper, maybe a little bit more alive. Kev, you're going to start us off. 15 seconds on the clock between welterweights Eric Koch and Kyle Stewart. Go. Spent a half hour making sure Eric Koch, because it's spelled like the Koch brothers, the political people in Kansas, just making sure this wasn't like their warrior arm before I put my vote in for Koch. Okay. Wait, so what happens if we have the same vote, though? You can have the same vote, but I'd like to hear why, Rich, you would possibly go and venture into the same category as Kevin. Okay. Me first or him? 
No, he already went. That was his pick. So are why. you going to go the same one? <laughs> I thought he had to say why, though. Eh, I mean, Did to him, that was the why. Koch brothers thing? The fact that he isn't affiliated with them? Because he's got a lot of tattoos. <laughs> oh, sometimes no, Kevin does I'm, say tattoos. Don't push right him yet. about this. No, hold on. Raph, Raph, the audience needs to know. He, Rich, you are 100% right. If you're selecting based off of murder tattoos, Eric Koch <laughs> yeah. is your man. He would win. <laughs> well, also, Kyle Stewart kind of has a lame nickname. It's Guns Up. <laughs> so I, uh, I already kind of hate him. Kev, if you had the ability to give a better nickname, would you be able to come up with one right now? Well, this is going to stay political, but I'd go with Guns Down America. Kyle, oh, no. Guns <laughs> Down America Stewart. It's time we took a stance in this country. <laughs> All right, let's go to our next bout. It's a featherweight bout between Hakim Dawadu and Yoshi Horny. That doesn't sound right. Rich, you go first. Uh, hang on just one second. What is what is the weight? Okay, I got it. It's a featherweight there's bout. No information. Well, being that there's no information on this uh, Yoshi guy, I'm going to have to go with Hakim. And he does look mean like his nickname. Okay, Kev. Do you agree with that assessment? 15 on the clock, go. I agree with certain parts of it. I don't agree that we don't know anything about Yoshi Nori. Clear descendant from the Yoshi family of Mario fame. Strong warriors. Good character, especially if you're doing modern N64 Mario Kart. People know what I'm talking about. I'm going to go with Yoshi Nori. Lock it in. This is one of my favorite aspects is nobody talks about... Well, n- not until recently. What a dick Mario was when he would abandon Yoshi to advance further in the level. <laughs> it's not exactly yeah, how you take care of your horse. You know, it's this guy. It's not, and he's, he's just like, real. well, left him. What? He'll find a home. <laughs> We're going to keep things going. It's a women's flyway bout between Kev, Alexis Davis, and Vivian Arujo. Go. I dated an Alexis. Did you? <laughs> oh, and my robot house just turned on. I'm going to go with Vivian Araujo. And I don't know why specifically, but guns coming a blazing. Okay. Not in a gunner way, in, okay. in the fun way. Lots of gun talk today. Uh, Rich, what do you have for us? 15 seconds on the clock. I'm going to go with Alexis Davis because she's got like way more fights and. Uh... I guess her her percentage of strikes and whatnot are not better, but she has way more experience, so I'm going to go with her. Oh, Raph, I think they could Vivian just because she's a little bit hotter. Oh, okay. come on. Here we go. So what, you're going to take Tito Ortiz over John Jones? Too? Way more fights. She's got thousands of them. Uh, don't worry. Anderson Silva, as soon as they glue his leg back together, he's going to win the title. Hey, man, let uh, let Vivian change my mind if she beats her, you know? Okay. Yeah, I was actually okay. trying to get Alexis's age. I was going for the younger. A lot of fights <laughs> from that Canadian. Kev, can I ask this, though? Uh, you know what? Again, again, you picked the person with more tattoos. So oh, always. I'm seeing a trend yeah, here. Absolutely. <laughs> Kev, can I ask this, though, because this is interesting, is that you are very adamant about this. But are you noticing that Rich did some research, and does that anger you at all? Yes. I tried to move right past his strike per something percentage. I was like, you drop your statistics. <laughs> Rich, I mean, those statistics could mean nothing, but, you know, it is all I have right now to base my opinion off of. Other than, you know, Vivian does have more tattoos, so. Again, you mock it until you try it, but those statistics have actually won for us in the past when it's like most tattoos are better abs win. So Brazilian over Canadian, too. I mean, what does the Canadian have to be upset about? It's summertime. <laughs> Rich, we're going to the next fight. It's a welterweight bout between Jeff Nial and Nico Price. Rich, who do you have 15 on the clock? Uh, I'm going to go with Hands of Steel, man. He's going to probably knock him out. Okay. Just uh, so I know. Obviously, I know who Hands of Steel <laughs> is. But which fighter is Hands of Steel? Jeff, Jeff Neal. Sorry, Jeff Neal. Jeff, Jeff Neal, Hands of Steel, bro. 
Okay. The also... Nico Price hybrid guy. Hybrids are, uh, you know, hybrids are kind of lame. I don't know if I want that to be my nickname. Hybrids are kind of <laughs> lame. This is a terrible nickname. But I'm going. I'm going with Nico Price, and this and is simple. He's he's won 13 fights. That's an unlucky number. He's not going to want to stay on that. He's talked to his guru. His psychics warned him about this. I'm sure. Nico Price to move past the unlucky 13. Huh? Okay, I'm glad <laughs> that was really scientific toward the end. Uh, I really want to go to this next fight because. I don't know these fighters, and it's rare that I don't know them, so I'm intrigued to hear what you guys have on both of them. Uh, but the next fight is a women's flyweight bout between Jillian Robertson and Sarah Froda. Uh, Kevin, you start us off 15. Well, I can tell you, do not look directly at Jillian Robertson's hair color on the ESPN screen. That thing is dangerous. If you've got okay. some sunglasses on, you're ready. I'm going to stick with my same logic of Brazilian over Canadian. Um, Jillian <laughs> Robertson's Canadian. I'm going with Sarah Froda, especially. I'm taking the record. Okay. All right. Uh, Rich, what do you have for us? 15. I will take that. I think Jillian Robertson is going to win by submission. She's Whoa. 83% submission wins. 83%. Hmm. She's won six fights, so calm down. Uh, <laughs> how do they do that math? <laughs> hey man, it's going about percentages here. Raph, you I know, would expect nothing less from someone who once fought at an event called Lights Out Fight Night at Sportsman's <laughs> Lodge. Who the hell fights an MMA event in the dark? You know, only crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. crazy. I thought it was really weird when we were covering it too. We all just used our cell phones to power the place <laughs> it just, up. It looked like a concert. It did. The darkness worked in my favor. It sure the fuck did. That's true. He won by punches. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny to see Kevin get to know you. I'm like, I really feel if Kevin got the opportunity to meet you, he would understand how fights end via punches. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense until you see it happen live. But, Rich, you're going to do us a solid. You're going to tell us who's going to win this heavyweight bout between Tanner Bosser and Giacomo Lemons. Go. Tanner Bosser. Uh, hang on, sorry. Is that on the prelims or on the... Oh, this part? is the first fight of the night. Yeah. yeah. Early prelims. Oh. This is the one that I could find no information about, so I'm going to go with Red Corner, Tanner Bosser. Okay, Red Corner. You know, very few people have ever come in saying the corners, Kev. No, we Dude. do. I do appreciate it, though. It's actually a helpful thing for me. Red corner's the shit, bro. You want to win, you get put in the red corner. You get put in the blue corner, you say, put me in red corner. That's really important fight analysis. Why do you do that? Because, man, red corner's more likely to win. Do you have statistics on that, too? Yeah, man. You can look it up. No, I'm not looking it up. I'm asking you, the expert who we brought on. I mean, I don't know the exact statistics, but, yeah, red corner wins more than blue corner. Well, you know the statistics for how many times uh, Jillian Robertson has won by submission, so I, it's not an odd to expect that you might have the one that you're like, it's science. Cool, where's the science? Look it up. Oh, okay. Wrap real quick. This is, this is, this is the one thing I didn't uh, do my research on. Fair enough. He Kevin, just, go ahead. He's distracted because he fought Christian Aguilera at Fall Brawl, which I assume is Christina Aguilera's brother. Uh, can I say something real quick here, Kevin? You, you know Christian? Uh, I do. I'm friends with both of them, and it was very odd when they were fighting each other. And I said, uh, both of them have explosive power, and then Rich got the better of Christian, and then I interviewed Christian uh, about, I want to say, a few months afterwards, and he was like, yeah, dude, I love Rich. Rich has amazing fights. Also... He hits hard, so fuck that guy. <laughs> like, was he then like, I tried to put Rich in a bottle, bottle. Well, did I will say this. I will tell you this, Kev. Christian Aguilera is not, I mean, I definitely was talking about that sort of jokes with him, and because we were pals, he was able to let me get by with it. But he's also scary dude himself. Good um, note. <laughs> I'm going to put so scary dude. I, I got to say this about Christian. He's a fucking beast. In fact, his nickname is The Beast yeah. for a reason. And 
You know, I had a good performance against him, but that guy is fucking solid. Absolutely, man. Like I said, it's That's really still funny. the most when... romantic fight card I've ever heard. Fall <laughs> brawl? It just sounds lovely. <laughs> uh, Kev, their their fight was pretty fun. And I will say, uh, Christian is a, a friend of the podcast. And last time, even when I ran into him uh, at a series of fights, I want to say two months ago, like, he just came up to shake my hand, and I swear to God, I went, ah, <laughs> like... Hi. Oh, how are you doing, buddy? He's just like, good, man. I just wanted to say hello. And I was like, you're still scary. So are you saying you just put my name on a heel hook list? Like, I, I hear well, it it's, he's he's more akin to that. Like, yeah, dude, I'll teach you slap jitsu. And it's like, no, oh, please. No. So pleasure. what I will say, though, Kevin, is that maybe you should tell us who you think will goddamn win the heavyweight bout between Tanner Bosser and Giacomo Lemons. Go. I'm sticking, we have another, I don't know if this is the theme of the night, but we have another Canadian-Brazilian divide. I'm, I'm sticking with Team Brazil while he goes with people yeah, like wow. Tanner and Jillian and goes with socialized medicine. <laughs> Not me, carnival for this guy. Mm. Very good. Um, what have you learned so far about Kevin just from his fight picks, Rich? Um, they are... His his reasoning is interesting. Yes, that could not have said it better. <laughs> Kevin responds. I've gotten that exact same explanation from teachers before. Didn't appreciate it then. <laughs> Didn't appreciate it now. But you know what? He says it confidently, so it works. Honestly, confidence is about 90% of this podcast. Yes, sir. Whether it's warranted or not, we come in with guns ablazing. So. <laughs> I don't know what else we'd fill it with. <laughs> so what the fuck would we do? Just think about talk it's AM 10% radio. weed smoke. It's <laughs> 90%. But Kev, think about talk radio for sports radio where they just said, like, you know, we don't know. We've got Joe from San Diego here. Joe, what's your question? <laughs> Joe, uh, well, I got to say, man, um, I'm just really uncertain if the Raiders are going to pull it off this weekend, so we, I hope Joe. they do. Nobody knows. Next caller. <laughs> no, we've, got, we've got Rich from the Bay Area. Rich. I don't, I don't, I don't know much about baseball, so. <laughs> well, that could be better time. Let's go to our next fight. It's a women's featherweight bout between, hey, okay, guys, yeah, okay, versus Felicia Spencer. Kevin, who do you have? I swear to God, when I saw this was the second fight, I was like, Cyborg? Okay, no, she didn't leave the UFC. No, not yet. Okay, for a second, thought she might have. Can't believe that someone, she wasn't immediately like, I'll fight Cejudo, because I like her chances. And I'm going to go with Cyborg in this one. All right. Uh, Rich, 15 seconds. Cyborg or Felicia Spencer, go. Uh, I'm going to go with Felicia Spencer because she's probably the underdog and I like the underdog and, uh, yeah, man, Chris Cyborg's time might be up. Okay. Confusing set of metaphors here. Uh, I just want to make sure we're not accusing her of, uh, you know, being a part of the me too movement. When you say time's up, that's a different campaign. Um, Kevin, (laughs) let's, let's just be clear on this. Is Chris Cyborg's time's up because like she did lose to Amanda Nunes, who is kind of a different beast well, that's altogether. The beauty of steroids in a long game. No, time. you can you <laughs> a few extra a, years. That was a bad loss, man. She might not come back from that loss. Uh, I well, I know she's gonna come back because she told me in her way of yeah, okay, guys, I'm back. Okay. All right, the fight yeah, card mean, is in cool. Canada. <laughs> really answering some questions for me now it was like another canadian (laughs) what are we doing let's do this let's go to our next battle you're gonna pick against you're gonna pick against the canadians in canada oh absolutely Mm. they're too that's that's bold they don't believe in home field advantage they're too polite that is bold you know canadians are the only people to give away home field advantage like oh it's okay That's a fucking great joke. You all should respect that more. All right, next bout. <laughs> lightweight between Oliver Malbusin Mercier and Armin Tarsukurian. Go, Kev. No, it's Rich. Rich, you go first. Go. I'm going with uh, Oliver. He's a Canadian gangster in his homeland. He's going to win. Mm. Uh, Kev, do you agree? Is it going to be Oliver and company, or is there going to be an upset by Armin? 
Go. I am going to also stick with Olivier Aubin Mercier. And secretly, I'm going to see if we can get a prop on if this is the longest name announcement in UFC history. <laughs> if Buffer's like start to finish, this breaks the record. What do you think we could get? Like 100 knots? Maybe. I feel that uh, he might actually have to take a breath in between announcing his name. Just passes out. <laughs> uh, all right. Kev, we've got another fight here that I think it's really important. To discuss, it's a featherweight bout between Gavin Tucker and Shang Wu Choi. Yeah, I am. I once again, I hate to just completely go against the Canadians. I don't love my strategy, but I got to go with Sang Wu Zang Wu because I could not wait to scream that at the television in excitement multiple times. Kevin having what some refer to as a Ric Flair stroke all of a sudden. Saying uh, woo! This is why I love <laughs> Cephalosia in the NBA. I just love saying his name. I just love screaming, <laughs> Cephalosia! Rich, who do you have? Do you have Tucker or Choi? I am going to go with Gavin Tucker by submission. And I'm also going to go with him because he's got a bigger chest. Okay. That, okay, is that is that some sort of weird fight thing? Do you look at your opponent's chest and go like, ooh? Like, yeah, if I saw a big chest on a guy, I'd be like, shit, I don't want to like get guillotined by him or fucking arm triangled. You know, he's probably fucking strong than us. Intriguing. The fight science is coming together, Kev. I'm learning so much right now. I'm learning, too. I'm learning <laughs> red corner. And, and also, he does have more tattoos. <laughs> the science doesn't lie. <laughs> Uh, well, Kev, this is about the time that we like to tell the guest, or at least I guess maybe, you know, inform them that there is usually a bet of some sort. And it's never financial because, again, we're all involved in MMA and jiu-jitsu. So, Kev, what are some examples of some bets that have been made on Over Under Kevin? Some shirt exchanges, some uh, social media call-outs, and just a verbal acknowledgement of the other one's superiority. Um, just, uh, if we have anything we specifically disagree on, it's always good to, to get an omission or just an endorsement. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's throw a shirt up. I got, I got well, some Mr. Leroy shirts. Hold on. Hold on. We, we're not there yet. I know this is normally the part no, where no, I say, no, no, I will not hold on. Let's throw the shirt on. <laughs> you tell him no. I'm watching his fight with Jalen in the background. And uh, my, my, my Mr. Leroy shirts, too, they have extra room for your chest because oh, I'm that kind of guy. Yeah, finally, a fellow barrel-chested gentleman. <laughs> I just love the fact that Rich is, like, sitting here going, like, um, you know, a big chest means you're going to get more submissions. Speaking of big chest, <laughs> Mr. Leroy t-shirts come equipped for all chests of all sizes. We've got Yeah, big... man, when I get my order, I'm like, all right. Small, medium, large, and chest size, please. <laughs> well, I okay, normally we don't have an accord here that kind of kills the suspense, but here we go. Uh, Kevin, tell us who is going to win, and this is probably the hardest to pronounce set of names <laughs> yep. of the evening, in I my opinion. Thank you. It's a middleweight bout between Mark Andre Bandicoot versus. Christophs Jacques. Mm-hmm. Thank you, white person. I appreciate your help. Rich, who wins on this one? Mark Andre uh, or Christoph? Uh, vowels. I'm, 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 well, wait. First you asked him and then you asked me. Yeah, no, I changed my mind. It's you. It's on me? Yeah. Okay. I am going to go with uh, Mark Andre Barriot by Bandicoot. Like so, you don't have to say how they win. No, but I'm, I'm, but I'm, but I'm, I'm going to say he's going to win by KO though, and that now, one guy with the big chest will win by arm. <laughs> it's just so funny every time. Uh, you cannot, cannot say chest enough on this podcast. It's so fucking funny. Okay, Kev, what is your response to that? You've got fifteen. I just hope people could hear his answer over the sound of him running away from the more experienced fighter. An oh, argument he pioneered on the show tonight. 
I'm going to go with Christophe Jotko, mostly because he has what I would call serial killer face, which okay. is not a real diagnosis. But both of them have pretty aggressive tattoos, and I'm going to go with the slightly more tout fighter in his photo. Okay. When you say tout, what does that mean, Kev? I'm talking love handies. Okay. Uh, Barry Alt looks like he's got a little cushion for the push-in versus Jotko looks uh, seasoned by the cold. Thank you. Yeah. I I also do like that Mark Andre's nickname is Power Bar. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally cool, right? I mean, I think so. It doesn't mean like power bar when you're in the middle of fighting and you look to see what power level your character has. Or do they mean like, yo, this dude crushes power bars before he fucking fights. He looks like he might have eaten a couple too many power bars, to be honest. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Kev? Maybe it's who his sponsor is. I don't know. He was like, you can have my heart. They were like, well, you just want to like put something on your shirt. He's like, you're my new nickname. We're like, all right. I just want to point out what that yesterday while what? drinking, at some point, I had just definitely told Rich something about how like, yeah, dude, you know, like. I just like being about a good average size. And Rich was like, yeah, you need to work on your glutes. And I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> you can't tell me that when I'm drinking. No, no, no. He's like, I said, yeah. I said, I said, no offense, but you have underactive glutes, bro. <laughs> it's just, it was like, Rich, of all times to present me with that information, I wasn't going for some sort of analysis where I'm like, hey, man, uh, I'd love to come to you for consultation because I'd like to get in better shape. You're, I'm doing this mid-pounding drink, and you're like, oh, BT-dubs, glutes, not so hot right now. <laughs> By the way, you need to do some squats, bro. Ugh. I would expect nothing less from someone who fought in an event called Locked and Loaded, <laughs> which is gross. <laughs> Kev, you know what's so great about this is? Is normally you make reference to our guests' fight resumes with the ridiculous names, except I've been to all of these. And now I'm starting to realize, like, yeah, when they ask for the press pass kind of stuff on that, I always go, hi, I'm here for Fall Brawl, please. <laughs> you gotta say, I'm here for the Fall Brawl? I'm is also here way? for... Ooh, is this, is this locked and loaded? Is this Tequila Punch Saturday fights? <laughs> Do I just go this way? It's frozen drink <laughs> night. Yay! <laughs> so anyway, Rich, here's the thing. You're going to listen to Kevin give us his opinion, his expert opinion on this flyway bout, some of his favorite fighters, between Alexandre Bendea versus Davilison. Figueiredo. Okay, secret. This one was number two in <laughs> hardest name pronunciations. It really with... was, but I really want to make it clear to you. I wanted to entertain myself, and my wife is doing the best that she can not to laugh loud enough for you guys all to hear. Well, at home. I'll tell you why I'm going to go with Figueiredo <laughs> because he looks like Demetrius Johnson invented okay. an alter ego and is now <laughs> fighting under that. <laughs> Back in the UFC. That's his Stefan Urkel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rich, who do you have in this one? Uh, I'm going to go with Alexandre because his nickname is The Cannibal, and that's kind of fucked up. What? You have an opinion on somebody having a fucked up sense? What's your his nickname? Is the, you his nickname is The Cannibal. That's That's scary. <laughs> And it's two dudes from Brazil, so we don't have a Canadian guy to, uh, you know, say that's going to lose because they give up home field advantage. But if Rich, but if I had to say Pantoja looks more Canadian, if that's helpful that's, at all. That's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Davison, is it his hair is like uh, gone, blonde and red. He's got like some some like funny bleached hair. <laughs> So here's a question I I have for both of you, which is, Kev, I don't know that you've seen this, but yes, I'll describe it one more time. I like the fact that Rich is like, yeah, oh no, that nickname's scary because he's a cannibal, except this is, again, the man who has blood splatted on his face, smiling like a Looney Tunes character that broke out of the asylum. So Is this the t-shirt? Because this sounds awesome. 
Yeah, no, it's a legit amazing t-shirt. <laughs> but if the person on that t-shirt is like, ooh, that cannibal name, that's scary. I just I, I just want to make things come into perspective for everybody here. Hey, man, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to kill people, not eat them. <laughs> that's fair. He has a code. That is a he fair. has a code. <laughs> I'm a decent human being, okay? Fair. Okay, I'll give you that. Gentlemen, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock because I'm very interested to hear how both of you think this last fight is going to go, which is for the featherweight championship of the United States of the UFC. I want to put it down for both Rich and Kevin to give us 30 seconds. Rich, you start us off here. You got 30 seconds. Who's going to win, Max Holloway or Frankie Edgar? Go. I'm going with Max Holloway. He's a fucking monster. And he's just got gas for days, as does Frankie Edgar. But uh, I don't think that I don't think that Frankie Edgar can take the pressure that Max Holloway is going to put on with the striking, and he's probably going to get knocked out. Okay. And he has more. And he has more tattoos. Thank you. There we go. I wanted to make sure we didn't end without getting that in there. Kevin, what do you have for us? Thirty seconds. He certainly has more across the stomach tattoos, which is a specific type of tattoo. I am also going to agree with. <laughs> The Max Holloway choice. 5'11 versus 5'6. This is a tough height matchup with people that have always picked Frankie apart. Love Frankie Edgar. And I want to give him his OJ if he won this fight scenario. He immediately goes in, gets the takedown, and heel hooks the shit out of Max Holloway. We know who he trains with. We know who he's there with. Just learn a little, just get yourself a little Gary Tonin trick that maybe Holloway's not quite expecting. But Max Holloway. Max Holloway, <laughs> great. <laughs> and all roads end up back at Max Holloway. Is it just his I'm time? Picking Max, I'm picking Max Holloway, but I will say this. A bunch of times that I ever underestimated Frankie Edgar, he won a shitload of those fights that I picked another guy to win. That is fair. He is that fighter. He does have that working for him. I just, there's Great a part of me, man. though, that when I did solve Frankie Edgar, I just thought to myself, and again, no offense to him, but do we have to? Like, I'm excited <laughs> by the prospect of the fight, but again, just in terms of Max Holloway looks like he's at a level in his career, even with some setbacks in terms for his health, that, like, his output looks amazing. The last fight between him and Brian Ortega you just started thinking to yourself, like, can we make some more super fights for this guy? Can we do something way more interesting? Just because, damn, dude, respect to him, you know? Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. It's hard for me to get excited for Frank Agra. Before we get to the tiebreakers, though, shut up, Kevin. Before we get to the tiebreakers, I think it's important to ask you guys a question that we occasionally like to ask on the show, which is, this... Pay-per-view costs what, like 69 bucks or so, or 64 by itself? 69. <laughs> Good job, Rich. Yes, you're a child. Plus but, the uh, 599 ESPN Plus pass. You're thank right. you. My question to both of you is, how much, just based on the fights that we've discussed here today, would you have been willing to actually pay for this show just based purely on the card? Kevin, I'll start with you. How much would you pay for this card? Give me twenty nine ninety nine, Drew. Okay. Okay, that's pretty good. That's and that's I'm guessing just based purely on the main event, correct? I mean Netflix is fifteen bucks a month. Yeah, plus it's always nice to have Chris Cyborg back in my life. Nico yeah, okay, Price guys. is fighting, yeah, Mercy okay. Hair. You know. Most definitely. Okay, guys, that's great. I've got fifteen dollars from on Barry Alt versus Jotko and the names with Mercy A. There's a lot going on. Okay. Rich, how much would you pay for this uh this paper? I probably would have paid about like fifteen ninety nine for a good twelve pack of IPAs to bring to somebody's house that already bought the fights. Okay. The in this theoretical oh, I love it. No okay. creative answer, no. Raph. You don't get to you don't get to put him in a box. That was great. <laughs> it's so ugh. In other words, I probably wouldn't pay for this. Thank you, Rich. No, I, I think we got that. <laughs> you, <laughs> you paid the beer chip in entry to someone else's house in a theoretical hey, yeah, how much I, you personally would pay. Pack, you still show up somewhere refusing to pay for it, even in a hypothetical land. 
<laughs> All right. Well, in the event, because you guys did pick a few of the same uh, fighters on a couple of these, in the event we get down to a tie, the way we break the tie is by picking the two performances of the night and the fight of the night. So, Kevin, I'm going to start with you. What are the two performances of the night, in your opinion? Cyborg, Mercier, and then I'm going fight of the night. It. This is the beauty of knowing how tough Frankie Edgar is. He's going to take a few round beating. This fight card sucks. They owe them this money to go to Canada. Those who get the fight of the night bonus. All right. Rich, what do you have on tiebreakers? Who are your two performances of the night? I'm going to go with uh, Hakeem because that guy looks like a monster. And then uh, I feel like Felicia Spencer is going to knock out Chris Cyborg, so that's got to get a bonus right there. Man, you were doubling down on that real hard. Hello, Felicia. Fight of the night. Fight of the night is probably going to be the, the main event, man. I mean, even if Frankie loses, which he probably will, he'll probably still fight a fucking exciting fight. Always. Do you foresee something, though, that maybe Holloway knocks him out, like, in a shocking way? Mm, I don't know. Maybe, this guy's but got a not chin, in the, doesn't he? Not, he in the, not in the early rounds. He does. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I feel, I don't know, Kev. I've got a weird feeling about this one. And, you know, when I start to channel my impression of Max Holloway, I sometimes become him. And so there's a little bit of like, you know, just hearing the way he says, yeah, bro, it is what it is. And I think to myself, like, oh, no, I feel something is happening this week. I just can't put my finger on the pulse of it. So. Uh, I'll let you know if I have an epiphany later on this week. Well, I, uh, you know, normally I would ask right now what you guys would like to wager, but it seems like you jerks already did that. So it's a t-shirt shirt. exchange. Yeah. Yeah. So what shirt do I get if I win then? The verbal tap shirt. And uh, I could autograph it, but you don't want okay. that. Yeah, okay. Want so. <laughs> that works. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take the autograph verbal tap shirt. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I believe. Go ahead. Do you want the which Rich Leroy shirt do you want though? Because I got a few different ones. I got the newest one is uh is more of a Conan the Barbarian theme, and then the last one that he was talking about is the American Psycho one. Well, I love the defeat already in your voice, and I'll have to ruminate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send Kevin the photos uh, as we we close here, but I I think cool. Kevin would be hard pressed to go against the Rich Leroy face splattered with blood because uh you know i mean those who know you know you're a very nice human being but then you see that photo and you go like when you do an id check and you go is this you is that, is that really who you are and you're like oh yeah it's definitely him he's just a different person so rich here's what we like to say we like to Wait, hang on. last, last question on. though for the shirt uh yes. what's your chest size bro uh Extra large man. <laughs> Extra large man boobs. How dare you? I keep it tout. I'm in Pilates, sir. Uh, yeah, Kevin. Kevin is tall. Okay. And he is he is slimming down as we speak, but so he's, he's always been. So he's, uh, he's not fat. That's rude. No skin fat. Oh yeah, I could go with that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, let me ask this though, Rich. We normally like to offer to those who come on the week previewing the shows after the big pay per view. Would you be willing to come back on the show and talk the fights with us? Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. Ex excellent. So that's what we're gonna do. Now, here's the thing that I know that some people may not, which is Rich is local out here in Southern California, and he does some privates. So I think it might be good, Rich, if people were interested in so-called, I don't know, looking to fight like you do and punch and kick and do all that sort of stuff. Uh, where would they be able to find you and set those things up, man? Um, bunch of different places. Simi Valley, Santa Clarita, or Monrovia. The gym in Simi Valley is street sports, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Great place. Street. Uh, the gym in Monrovia is Sit Yab Tong. That's my home gym. And then I also teach at another academy in Santa Clarita called Premier Martial Arts. And are you doing uh, jiu-jitsu out at Premier? Um, no, I'm teaching more striking there. Mm, okay. 
So you guys can really learn how to sharpen up your tools because uh, Rich uh, very, very nicely gave me a striking private a couple years ago uh, when we were in the middle of doing an interview. And he was like, I'll hold pads for you. And I was like, you don't need to. It's really not going to help anybody. And lo and behold, we found some things. And he was very helpful and very, very uh, gracious with his time with me. And it was very, very good to hit the pads with him. So I highly recommend him, my friends. Feels good to hit stuff. I mean, yeah, sometimes uh, it's better when they can't hit you back. I'll tell you that much. So there's <laughs> definitely true. that. Anyway, Kevin, do you have any uh, departing words for Rich before we get him off the air? Thank you very much for coming on the show, sir. Impressive fight record. And we look forward to seeing you back in the cage. And uh, I'll try and steal a grapple next time I, I return to that area, though. Damn, that's going to hurt. It really, it's it. not. I was going to say, you made it out with almost him challenging you, and you were in the clear, Kev. That was, that was dumb. This isn't a challenge. This is a friendly. <laughs> nope. I, I don't think you've rolled with him. Rich, for the record, have you ever tried to throw punch Ezekiel me? You're under oath, sir. Say, say one more time. Throat punch Ezekiel oh. me in Nogi. No way. Oh, that's a bold fucking lie. That's just mean. Yeah, okay. Was it, it Gi or Nogi? It was Nogi. I think it was Gi. I think I wrapped my fist up around in the Gi. It doesn't sound like him. Uh, his story checks out here. It was so mean. It was so dumb. And I remembered looking at you and being like, why are you throat punching me? You are a fighter. That's too much. So, yeah, no. I just, I didn't, I didn't throw my fist there. I said it there. You were multiply punching my throat multiple times. Not at your full force, but in enough for me to go, this is not fun. <laughs> so anyway like anyway rich is great people we enjoy you rich thank you so much for coming on the show we look forward to having you back next week when we can all talk about fights that actually happened and hopefully lord willing they're way more entertaining than it reads on paper than you would have paid either 29.99 for or just shown up with a 12 pack that you may or may not have already started drinking so that's good to know <laughs> rich we love you, buddy. Uh, if you guys want to find him on Instagram, he is at Mr. Leroy. So look that up. Find more about this individual. And if you get the chance, look up a couple of his fights because you won't be disappointed in the least. Yeah. Rich, we can't thank you enough for coming on. We look forward to having you back next week, sir. Hey, thank you, guys. Have a good night. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is